sure everybody's enjoyed good singing tonight. Truly, it's been good. You know, it's been talked about about the services that we've had around here. And I thank God for the one that got saved, and I thank for, for the one that told about being saved back early in the week. And the ones that have united with the church. But folks, those services are history. They've gone down in the history books of God to one day after a while be read off. This one tonight, this is another day that the Lord hath made. One more opportunity He's given you and I to come together at His house and another opportunity that He's given these that are lost and without Him to seek Him and to find Him precious. In His Word it said that His hand is not shortened that He cannot save. So I want you all to understand something. God's in the saving business. That's His job. He didn't leave it to us as the church. He left us a work to do. And church, let's all do that work tonight in a way that God would get honor and glory out of it. You know, if we work for Him and He gets honor and glory out of it, the best paymaster we've ever worked for. He'll shower out blessings. We've seen that around here. Well, He ain't changed a bit. He said, I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever. So he's still blessing his people. But it's good to be here tonight and good to see everybody that has come. And I hope and pray that everybody's been prayerful for the service tonight. I hope every one of you that since we left here this afternoon, got a little pairing out tonight that you're ready to fire it up and ready to go for the Lord. You know, when we do a little something for the Lord, He'll come on the scene with His great power and sort of put a little ump in us. And that's what we need tonight, a little ump from God. That we'll be able to serve Him and work Him, worship Him. And I beg you to pray for me tonight. Brother Benji said something to me this afternoon about what about me preaching tonight, and I said, Well, I reckon so. Which God had already laid this on my heart. Not that I'm anything. I'm a sinner saved by the grace of God. That's all I am. And as I told y'all a bunch of times, as I stand before you. Don't look up here at G.W. Knight for who's G.W. Knight? A sinner. But look beyond me to the man I'm talking about. You know, here the other night, these brethren have been uh, uh, doing a fantastic job in revealing Jesus and His cause and His plan before us. And I truly enjoyed the good messages I've been able to hear. But there again, it falls our lot tonight and I beg you to pray for me. Something the Lord laid on our heart and I believe it's to be very important. We have a great number around here. The church has here at Lafayette that say... When you talk to them about their condition, well, I, I just don't know. That's a response you get out of quite a few. Well, I just don't know. Some say, well, I'm not sure. Well, you're not sure about what? Then I'd ask you a question, what don't you know?
And I'll say this, and I mean no disrespect to none of you, love all of you, and I want to see every one of you get straightened out with God and know that you've been saved. But I'm led to believe from a self-experience and from the teaching of God's Word that every one of us that God has dealt with knew something went on. Now Satan will tell you that, well, You didn't get up and shout like you've seen old sister so-and-so or brother so-and-so. So you didn't get nothing. Well, I want you to understand something tonight that uh, salvation is not shouting. Oftentimes, shouting comes about as a result of salvation. When that little old cup runs over to the, the point that you just can't contain it and it runs out. But when the great peace of God comes about in our heart, we know that something happened. God give us enough, pardon the expression, he gave us enough common sense to understand within ourselves if something was wrong here, then all of a sudden it wasn't wrong. That something happened. What caused that? And God been our helper tonight. That's a little bit along the line of what we'll be trying to talk about here in a few minutes. What happened? And how did it happen? I might back up and say, and why did it happen? Then how did it happen? Then the question comes before us, and I, I which I've been out of school many years, and but I still remember a little bit of, of the English class. A how, when, where, and why. You ever stop and think about that? Now, folks, God is a powerful individual. He lets us know when we become lost. I know there are people in our society tonight that will disagree with that. Well, it's just a a figment of your imagination. It's just a misconception of the mind. But friends and neighbors, it's nothing to do with the mind because the Bible said that the carnal mind is enmity against God for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can it be. Well, if it's not of the mind then where does it take place? We heard the brother the other night speak about being the the heart. Well, honey, I want you to understand something tonight. The heart that we talk about, and a lot of times we sort of maybe mislead people. It's not this organ that pumps the blood through the body. But it's the innermost part of man that God placed within us when He made man back yonder in the garden and breathed into his nostrils and man became a living soul. He put that soul within him. The Apostle Paul wrote about it, and I'll read some Scripture here in a minute, God willing. The Apostle Paul wrote along this line about there being an outward man and an inward man. The greater majority of the world tonight don't believe that. 
They believe what you see is what you get. Well, honey, I want you to know something tonight. The part that you look at is not the part that God looks at. Even though he sees this part, but he looks beyond the eyes of mankind and sees the innermost part of us. And when we talk about becoming lost and without God, then that innermost part of man dies in sins and trespasses. Just like yonder when... uh, God talked to Adam over there. He told Adam when He gave him the one law to keep, and He said, Adam, and I'm paraphrasing the Scriptures here, He said, of all the trees that are in the midst of the garden, they're there for your benefit. Thou mayest take of them. But of the tree that's in the midst of the garden... The day you eat of it, you're going to die. And notice, I didn't say God said if you eat of it. Realizing as the brother spoke the other night, Jesus stood as a lamb slain from the foundation of the world. Even before you and I as mankind was ever formed there in the garden, God knew that we would break that law. But yet there as He made that man, He said, Adam, the day you eat of it, you're going to die. By their doings tonight, And by many statements we've seen around here, we have folks amongst us tonight that's dead in sins and trespasses. They're dead in sin. But there again, I want you to understand something tonight. We're sort of leading up to what we're going to talk about here in a minute. God been our helper, but... In order for a person to understand what God intends for them as an individual to do, they must first realize why it's that way. Then why am I lost? Why do I feel like I do? What makes me feel this way? Why? Quack, quack. That's the cry that goes out before many tonight. Quack. I know there are people in our world today, in our society, that'll tell them, well, it's because of the life that you lived. I disagree with that. It's not because of the life you lived. But it's by our human nature that we become lost and separated from God. Passed down from generation to generation to generation to here at Lafette tonight, God bless your heart, from the very first man, Adam, that broke the law. By the transgression of one, sin was passed unto many. That's why these are here tonight lost and without God. That's why you're back there lost and without God. Now let's look at it this way. What does it take to get out of that condition you're in? Is it some act of righteousness? God bless your heart, you can't do enough good to get saved. 
You may be a good little boy or girl or man or woman, whatever the case might be, but bless your heart, when you come up to the size yourself up with a great big old righteous God, you're going to come out wanting. When you size yourself up with God, you're going to realize just how your condition is. So listen tonight. Why your loss is because Adam ate of that tree of knowledge. And he died just like Jesus told God told him he's going to do. He died. But let's move on a little bit. I want you to understand something tonight. To every one of you, that's here lost and separated from God, when God deals with your heart, and here we're going to lead up to a little reading lesson, to our thought. When God deals with your heart, Now I'm talking about the innermost part of man. I'm not talking about again that organ that pumps the blood. But when God deals with it, can you know about it? Now you say, preacher, that's a sort of a silly question. Can I know about it? Well, if the answer within you is yes, then why do you question God in saying that I don't know where I stand? Why do you question God and His His power? Go with us to the book of Jeremiah if you want to follow along with us in a reading lesson tonight. Jeremiah chapter 31 And we'll begin at verse 31. He said, Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day that I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, which my covenant they break. Although I was a husband unto them, saith the Lord. But this shall be the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, saith the Lord, I will put my law in their inward part and write it in their hearts, and will be, to, will be their God, and they shall be my people, and they shall teach no more every man his neighbor, and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they shall all know me, from the least of them unto the greatest of them, saith the Lord. For I will forgive their iniquity and I will remember their sin no more. Reading from verse 31 down through verse 34, Jeremiah chapter 31 for a scriptural lesson. And by the help of the Lord tonight, I want to sort of carry you through the Bible a little bit and give you example after example after example of people that I believe that knew the Lord. I know in this day and age people say, well, we hear so much of you talking about this and that, but I I want the Bible on it.
By the help of God tonight, I want to give you the Bible on it. Now, I may do more reading tonight than anything. But that's neither here nor there. Let God be true. And friends, tonight when His Word speaks, you can rest assured that's God talking to us. You'll say, well, preacher, don't you believe in the Holy Spirit guiding and directing us? Why, certainly I do. He draws lost people to an altar of repentance. He leads you and I as His children. But nevertheless, people still want the Bible on it. We can stand and tell people that I'm a child of God, I've been saved, till we turn blue in the face. And still never make them believe that, but God bless your heart, when you give them the Bible on it, it's sort of like the old brother said over there in the long ago, you remember when the four leprous men over in the book of Kings, when the man, they sat out there on the outside of the gate, And there was an old brother inside the city there and said he, he made this statement starting out. He said, Hear ye the word of the Lord. That's something people better take notice to tonight. The word of the Lord. Why? Well, the Bible tells us very plain, let God be true and all men alike. You might not like that statement, but if you don't, tell God on me and then take it up and see how far you get with it because that's what the Word of God says. So listen tonight. You say, preacher, well, let's hear some of it. Y'all all remember and heard the story about a man by the name of Job. And I'm not bringing anything new to y'all tonight, folks. There's nothing new in this book. Nothing new. Job made a statement yonder in the long ago in the... I said I'm going to give you the Bible. Job chapter 19. Verse 25. He said, For I know that my Redeemer liveth, that He shall stand at the latter day upon the earth. Do you know this evening that your Redeemer liveth? Now that's a question you need to chew on. And be careful how you answer it. Do you know? And we'll get into it in a few minutes more detail. God been our helper. Do you know? Job, how do you know? Let's go on over in his, in his writing. Chapter 36, if you would. Verse 3. He said, I will fetch my knowledge from afar and will ascribe righteousness to my Maker. What did the writer in the long ago make a statement? He said, I, I look under the hills from whence cometh my help. My help is from on high. Bless your heart tonight. He said, I'll fetch my knowledge. Where do we get our knowledge about salvation? Keep that question in mind as we move on a little bit more. The psalmist David in chapter 40. Y'all bear with me tonight. I'll try to take my time on this, but try not to worry your patience. I'm wanting you to understand what the book says. (laughs) 
Brother Ethan, or your good humble pastor, and I love him to death, can stand up here and preach our hearts till we get blue in the face. Then you take it from the walls of this building and it leaves you what good has it done you. But you take the Word of God as these brethren have given you all this week. And I know Brother Benjamin will tell you the truth. Don't have a bit of doubt in it. Not afraid for these little children to sit under their preaching. But that they'll tell them the truth. So tonight, you take notice. Psalms chapter 40, verse 8. He said, I delight to do thy will, O my God. Yea, the law is within my heart. What did Jeremiah say to do with it? Plant it in your heart, in your inner heart. Keep that in mind. Psalms chapter 57, I believe it is. Verse 7. The psalmist said, My heart is fixed. Oh God, my heart's fixed. I'll ask you a question tonight. Is your heart fixed? You know, around at some of the, these uh, major hospitals, and a lot of others now are starting it, they're able to take out that organ that pumps the blood through the body, lay it out on a table, take another one, put it in there and hook it up, sort of like a spare tire that works. But God bless your heart, just like I heard of. A heart physician, a cardiologist back years ago made the statement, and I've wondered about that man ever since. He made it on national TV. He said, I have taken the human body completely apart and put it back together, and I've not seen the man's soul yet. He won't ever either. He'll never. Why? Because only God is able to do that. Only God. It's not within the realm of man. My heart's fixed. Oh God, my heart's fixed. Now listen. I'll go on a little the rest of that. He said, I will sing and give praise. When you open up your voice from time to time on the good old songs, Does it make a sweet melody down within you or does it ring a sour note? You say, well, preacher, sort of a dumb statement, isn't it? To a child of God, bless your heart, there's making sweet melody in the heart. Now listen, I'm not telling no one where they stand. Don't get me wrong. And I'd call it to your attention if I heard you tell them. May not be very much, but I got a little backbone God gave me back years ago that I will stand you face to face. Because folks, we don't know where they stand. Them and God only does. And we leave it for that way for them to find out. And let's go on. We'll tell you how you can find out. Bear with us. Let's move on. I told you, give you the Bible. We want to move on over a little bit. Some say, well, you've been in the Old Testament. Well, maybe so. But it's still good, still true.
We meant we read after Jeremiah a while ago. Now we want to go back and pick up another statement he made. We'll get in the New Testament in a few minutes, God willing. What's the Bible say about it? Jeremiah said in chapter 24, and you'll notice I'm giving you chapter and verse tonight. And I hope that you're taking it to note. Jeremiah chapter 24, verse 7. He said, and I will give them a heart to know me. That I am the Lord. And they shall be my people. And I will be their God. For they shall return unto me with their whole heart. Folks, tonight, we that have been saved and have told about it, come out and united with the church and trying to do a little something for the Lord. You notice I didn't say do something great because we can't do that. We just do the little things God lays on our heart. But in doing so, what does He do? He blesses our heart beyond measure. Shall return unto me with their whole heart. When we give Him honor and we give Him glory that is due, then that's giving Him, returning with our whole heart. And in return... What does He do for us? Let you chew on that one a few minutes as we move on over. Go with us, son. Over in the New Testament, which I told you, try not to worry your patience, but we want to move through the book briefly. He said, for all shall know me, from the least to the greatest. Girls, when you get it, when it comes about, I believe you'll know it. i got enough confidence in my God to know that you'll know it. Now remember, we're going in the New Testament. Matthew's Gospel. Chapter 16. We'll read about just uh, three or four verses. When Jesus came unto the coast of Caesarea Philippi, He asked His disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And they said, some say that thou art John the Baptist, some Elias, and others, Jeremiah, are one of the prophets. And you listen to this next one. And he saith unto them, But whom say ye that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. God bless your heart tonight, folks. When you're saved by the grace of God, the Lord lets you know about it. And to give you something else along that line, we want to go over in the book of uh, Romans, I believe it is, about the 8th chapter. I could quote this, but I told you I'm giving you chapter and verse tonight by the help of God. 
we'll come back and pick up some more here in a few minutes, but I want you to listen. Romans chapter 8. Beginning with verse 14. He said, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Now I want you to know something tonight. We hear people and by words misspoken or spoken out of context, they'll say, sinners, follow the Lord. Well, honey, I want you to know something tonight. You don't know how to follow Him because you don't have that that it takes to follow Him. You don't have the Spirit. The only thing that you do have is a lost and condemned innermost part of man that God deals with. And when that Spirit deals with you, you know there's something going on there. Now let's move on. He said, for you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. But you have received the spirit of adoption. Some call it adoption. Some call it a second birth. Ever what you want to call it. Whereby we cry, Abba, Father. Or in other words, my Father. And bless your heart, girls, I'm able to call Him my Father. And I hope before you leave here tonight, you can do. Let's move on. How do you know, some people say, when you get saved? Look at verse 16. You hear this quoted many, many times. But there again, I'm going to read it. Paul said the Spirit itself bears witness with our spirit. Or in other words, the Spirit deals with that innermost part or the heart of man. Now listen, what does it say? That we are the children of God. Verse 17 says, and if children, then heirs, heirs of God. And I want to drop a point right here to you. Every one of us out here tonight, we are an heir of our earthly parents. Whatever they may have had when they departed this life, it's passed on to their generation to come. So listen, in the same concept, if you would, or the same way, Jesus, when He suffered and died yonder on the cross of Calvary, He went back and sat down at the right hand of the Father, what? When He left with there on the cross, He said, it's finished. Bless your heart tonight. He finished the plan that you and I could become an heir. Listen. And if children, then heirs. Heirs of God. And He goes on saying, and join heirs with Christ Jesus, if so be that we suffer with Him. That's another thought. But I want you to take notice tonight. Do you have something within you that lets you know, well, there's something good about it. For a sinner tonight, I want you to realize something. There's nothing good that you can talk about about yourself because you're just dead in sins and trespasses and without hope. But when there's a work takes a place within you, 
There's something good you can talk about there. What is that? Let's back up to the 10th chapter of John. Verse 14. Jesus doing the speaking. He said, I am the good shepherd and know my sheep and am known of man. Do you know Jesus tonight? Do you know Him as a shepherd? Stop and think about that for a little bit. Do you know Him? You say, well, I, I don't know whether I do or not. Well, I have a problem with that statement. Because God gave us enough intellect, if you would, or as we often say, enough common sense to know these things. He has never kept anyone out in the dark. You say, well, preacher, you're getting pretty strong on that, isn't it? Aren't you? It cannot be stressed strong enough, and I can't make it strong enough, but I'll tell you somebody that can. God can, and I hope He does. Do you understand? Not just with this man, but that it will trickle down in the inner part. And if you don't have anything that you can go back on and think about, bless your heart, pull your heart out to God and find Him precious. Let's move on a little more. We're moving on down through the Bible. We want to go back in First uh, John. Over in the, very, in the back of the Bible, just before you get to Jude and Revelation, we can turn over there right quick and get to it. 1 John. Take notes. If we get it right quick. It's... This one came on us a few minutes ago and it didn't had, hadn't had time to Turn it down if we use that for an expression or an excuse. John, 1 John chapter 5. Listen. Now we've already told you that God deals with the heart of man, the innermost part of man. He hasn't changed. And my prayer is tonight that He'll deal with your heart. And when he does, here's what John said about it. Chapter 5, verse 1, we want to give you that and then we want to drop down to 10. He said, Whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. Not will be or maybe or can be, but He said He is. And everyone that loveth Him that begot loveth Him also that is begotten of Him. In other words, love God, the Father, the Son, the whole bunch. The whole Godhead. Verse 10. He that believeth on the Son of God hath, or has if you would, 
to the modern day English language. The witness in Himself. Do you have something within you tonight that when these people around as it has been this past week around here begin, and I'll read the rest of that just in a minute. God has been our helper. When these people begin to rejoice and the shouts of praise over the house and people begin to sing and I know we didn't sing glory roll but God bless your heart and they sang and left the glory roll. How does it make you feel in your inward part? That's a question I want you to take home with you tonight. How does it feel within you when all of that's going on? Now I may be a little bit backward. I'm a, I'm a whole lot country and proud of it. But bless your heart, I want you to understand something. God doesn't work different today than He did last year or 50 years ago. Does it make you feel sort of good inside or warm inside? Or does it make you feel cold and indifferent? I firmly believe to a lost sinner, bless your heart, when all the people around, when God's people begin to rejoice, and you sit there watching all of that going on and hearing all of that commotion and all that racket, it just makes your condition seem like a little worse. If you're lost. As I stand before you tonight, I can't say on that because the night the Lord revealed to me that I was a sinner, I got saved that same night. And thanks be to God that I did. Some of you may have gone to the altar or gone lost for years. I know of people that have done that. Well, I'll say this to you. It isn't God's fault that you've gone that long. There again, He hadn't changed. Before I realized I was lost, them people around over there in that old schoolhouse and around out here at Fairview in different places, they'd begin to sing and to shout and carry on. I sat there and watched and really enjoyed watching that. God was putting on a show before my eyes. The night I realized I was lost and without God over yonder in that old schoolhouse, something changed about it. I don't know whether God was putting on a show for the people over there or not, but there was something that happened to G.W. Knight, bless your heart, that brought me down when that little old white-haired woman come a-walking across through the aisle and back through the house. You heard the expression, that's like throwing gas on fire. Just explosion in it. That's about the way it happened to me when she came to me. There was an explosion within me that GW, this little old 12-year-old boy, couldn't, couldn't handle anymore. And folks, I want you to realize something. That night, Yes, that self-same night, sitting on the end of an old bench. There was something 
happen to me. Greater than what happened to me back there. What that something was, bless your heart, when I was trying to pour my heart out before God, all at once it was gone. What I felt back there wasn't up here no more. It left me. There was peace. 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 So tonight, folks, what happened? I have got a witness within me, and bless your heart for these many years. Not every one of them, don't get me wrong. But these years since the Lord saved me, I've had something I could tell about. Something I knew about. Just like there against the wall right over there when that good old sister stepped out between those two benches in front of me. She said, GW, what happened to you? She didn't ask me if I was lost. She didn't ask me if I'd been saved. She asked me, she said, what happened to you? There again, the common sense aspect stepped in. I knew what she was talking about because I knew what had just happened to me right there. And I said, Eunice, I just got saved. How did you know it? That great revealing Spirit of God, it spoke peace to my heart, that troubled soul, just like David yonder in the 116th division of Psalms that you've heard quoted and read hundreds and hundreds of times, but God bless your heart, it's still good tonight. When David said, the pains of hell got hold upon me, I found trouble and sorrow. Yes, I found trouble that night. There was trouble within this boy. And the thing about it, friends and neighbors, when Sister Eller laid her hand on my shoulder back there, that trouble set up, and the closer I got to the altar, the worse it got. We hear people come around and ask people, say, well, don't you feel a little better? Don't ever ask the sinner if they feel a little better. They ain't going to get no little better until they get all right. I got all right that night. And honey, it's still been all right all down through these years. I was a 12-year-old boy when the Lord saved me. I'm 74, kicking on down towards 75 at this night. And I'm still saved. Why? Just like these, if they ever get it, I'm kept by the power of God. Now let's move on. Let's talk what, what David said happened to him. He went on, he said, the sorrows of death compass me about. David, what did you do about it? Just like we're trying to tell these uh, uh, young ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls around here, they're going to have to do just like he did. He said, then call I. Yes, folks, it's personal. The night I got saved, I had to tell Eunice Patterson about it. Then I had to tell everybody else about it. Oh Lord, I beseech thee and beseech simply means to beg. Get your dictionary. To beg. I beseech thee deliver my soul. You know, in reading that, we see a change wrought about in the writing. 
David, what would you do about it? Oh Lord, I beseech thee, deliver my soul. Listen to what else he said. Gracious is the Lord and righteous, yea, our God is merciful. Now folks, I want you to realize something tonight. A sinner can't say that. Because they don't know how good he is. Hadn't been there. They don't know how good a drink is from the fountain of living water. They've not been there. But you know, David went on and clarified it a little bit. He said, I said in my haste that all men are liars. You know, when God deals with you, He makes a change come about within us. Some people express it different than others. I've heard Sandra's daddy, most of some of you may remember him. But Leon Jones, he was a preacher. I've heard him tell his testimony of where he was at when he got saved. And some of you know the Highland Ridge back here toward Enon. Going around what is now known as the Highland Road back through there. Along the side of the road, he said, and I remember when he growed up too, briars and bushes and things along the side of the road. Just barely a room to get through. But he said he was making his way down that road back when it was a dirt road. Now y'all think about this. People express it different. We'll get back to David in a minute. Leon said he'd begin to call on the Lord going around that road. He said all at once them briars begin to look like gold hanging there. Like I said, people express it different. David said, I said in my haste, all men are liars. Now listen. What happened to you, David? He said, I believe, therefore have I spoken. How'd you believe? For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness. With the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Do you have something tonight that you're able to talk about? Do you have something within you that's greater than that that was once there? Do you have where you had that emptiness within you, that dead in sins and trespasses? Has that been taken out? Has that empty void feeling that was within you, has it been filled up? God bless your heart. You better talk to Jesus about it. And realize... Go ahead, little card. I'll get you a song ready. I'm, th- I'm just about finished with this. God been our helper. Realize within you that no matter how hard you might try, God is not going to save you twice. That good feeling you had, the only reason you don't have it now because you hadn't followed the Lord. And we spoke on that line the other night, so I'm not going to rehash that. And may God bless you. I hope and pray that every one of you that hear will come to know. The song says, Do you know my Jesus? That you'll come to know Him and be able to feel the goodness of God 
all around you. And when these people rejoice, you can rejoice with them. And you can. May God bless you. While we stand together and sing tonight, like I said, I'm not telling nobody whether you're saved or not. I don't know. But I will say this, that you and God know for a certainty that something happened. And God will let you know for surety what it is if you'll just take it to Him. Go ahead, Brother Carter, with Psalms.